Today's show is brought to you in partnership with GiveSum. GiveSum is a platform that got on my radar last year. I've been watching with anticipation as they built out their solution. What they have built is brilliant. It's an online platform that allows companies who are already giving to seamlessly engage their employees in the experience by allowing them to choose the causes that matter most to them and choosing where the funds are donated. As my listeners know, I believe that corporate giving needs to be a table stakes when it comes to how we as leaders run our companies. And I also know that sometimes those donations and acts of support don't always connect to the people on our teams. GiveSome solves that problem by creating a bridge where you as a leader can now allow your team to select the causes and charities that matter most to them, and then through the platform itself, receive direct feedback on the impact of those funds. Gone is the need for the once a year town hall or a company-wide email to share that what causes the org supported last year. GiveSum allows your team to pick the charities and get direct feedback on the impact the dollars had. One of the best parts, GiveSum does not take a percentage of the donation. 100% of the dollars donated go directly to the charity and to the people who need it the most. GiveSum works with your company and for a set fee, they administer the entire process. If you're already giving, which statistically speaking, you most likely are, visit GiveSum.com and find out how you can get your entire company involved in making a difference for the people who need it most. Hello and a warm collisions YYC. Welcome to my guest this morning, Mr. Tate Geeky. How are you doing, Tate? I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Tate and I had the opportunity. We met. We met actually on our our our, our first uh, our first encounter. We were on stage together at the um, Calgary the Southern the Junior Achievement Southern Alberta Business Hall of Fame Awards. That's a mouthful. And you were there and representing your you know yourself, but more importantly with your involvement and being involved directly with the program with Junior Achievement Southern Alberta. So I'm going to turn it over. Oftentimes, as my guests know, I'll put you in the pitch elevator and you'll tell us what your company is and who you are and what you do. So in that same vein, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, the journey you're on. I know you're you're just coming out of exams, as you and I chatted about. You're in your second to last year in high school. And from there, give us a little bit of uh, who's Tate Geeky and uh, what's Tate all about? All right. So uh, like, like you said, my name's, my name's Tate Geeky um, and I'm a part of uh, Junior Achievement Southern Alberta. So for those of you out there who are not familiar with Junior Achievement by chance, I'll just give you a quick rundown on kind of what that is. That Junior Achievement is an organization that helps the, the youth of today learn a little bit about business while having a little bit of fun. The idea is, <laughs> is that you yeah, Love it. <laughs> the idea is is that you and a bunch of other high school students from around the city will from whatever city you're in will get to make a company, whatever you so choose. You get to do everything. So that's production, marketing, that's setting up a website. That's absolutely everything. Of course, you get guidance from some really excellent mentors. And you, you at the same time, you get to learn a lot about people. You get to learn about everything. This isn't just about you learning about business. That's kind of a side thing. You get to learn about just how people work. And I think that's the most important part about it. Oh, I love that. How? Uh, what? What high? What high school do you go to? Let's give a shout out to your high school as well on here. All right, uh, Doctor E. P. Scarlett. If any of you guys listening, hi, it's Tate. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I hope they're all listening. I hope they're all gathered around uh, listening to you share your story. How long have you been involved in uh, junior achievement? Uh, this is my second year. I was. I've actually been an ambassador for one year. So what that means is I go around Doctor E. P. Scarlett and wherever I can, really. And advertise for Junior Achievement. Explain, you know, this is a really great opportunity. You might as well. It's risk free. That kind of thing. So, <laughs> so you get yeah. a little sales, a little sales experience also along along the way. 
So yeah. I'm, I'm curious because I encountered Junior Achievement many, many, many years ago. I think in, like, I was involved in 4-H way back. And we're talking many, many years ago. So we're not going to go down the, that rabbit hole too deeply. <laughs> but then I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And then I re-encountered it uh, about two years ago. I was asked to support them in an event and really love what it's all about. So when you go around the school, I'm just curious, like, is it met with, Ah, oh, well, I don't care about that. That's not cool. Or, oh, that's really interesting. I want to know more. And so for your fellow students, as you out there as an ambassador, what's the, what's the, what's the climate like? Is it, is it, is it well-received? Is it understood? Do people have, have, have other students heard of it? Uh, some other students have heard of it. Some have actually gotten into it in uh, junior, junior high school. So some, they have coding programs. They got stock programs, which I actually got to do a while back as well. So some people have heard of it, but not a whole lot of people have heard about the company program. But when you do explain it, usually it's like, "Ah, okay, that's something I'd be interested in. And is it it typically students that have more of a business bent? Because it obviously feels that it aligns a lot more with entrepreneurship and people that want to get into business as a career versus maybe STEM or all the other different professions. Because again, when you're in high school, there's a million different directions you can go from there, right? It's kind of your jump off point. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Generally, a lot of people... It's not always people in business backgrounds. It's okay. uh, like I have quite a few friends who are in STEM who I've known through JA, and that's pretty much all they do. That's that's their thing. That's it's engineering, it's science. But yet they're still in leadership positions in junior achievement. They're they're fully committed into it, which is really cool. While they're doing like they're in STEM club, they're in Model UN, they're doing all these other things. So it's really cool to see. Fantastic. Um, how much time? Because obviously you're busy, you got a million things, and you know, as a uh, how, how old do you, I don't normally ask guess how old I am, but I think for you it is relevant for the audience. How how old yeah. are you, Tate? So I'm 16 years old. Uh, yeah, amazing, man. I'm like I think all my guests right now are going, what was I doing when I was 16? Was I in junior <laughs> achievement? But there's a lot of like there's there's pressure on your time. There's sports and there's friends and there's social. How much time does this take, or what what's the investment of time for you as a, as a, as a student to to support to participate in J? Um, the minimum amount of hours is about three hours a week, but okay. generally you put in five to six because you're working outside, you're grabbing materials, you're talk, you're emailing people like, yeah, get this done. This needs to be done X, Y, and Z, whatever that may be. So it usually takes a little bit longer, but it's well worth it. Okay. About five to six hours a week right on. Yeah. How much of it? And I know obviously the event you and I were at, we were interacting directly with the Calgary or certainly Southern Alberta business, business community. How much networking and how much getting to meet people has been a factor for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, um, it has been a huge factor. I've gotten okay. to meet some really amazing people through Junior Achievement and through a few other clubs, but particularly Junior Achievement, right? These, This is employment. This is like real world stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I do. I do, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I do. So it's an excellent opportunity. So for, have you had any job offers yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> not formal, not formal. I know no, well, you, you, formal, still got a, no. you still got a couple of years left. So I didn't want to jump. I didn't want to jump, jump to the yeah. end. So from the perspective of now, I really want to, I, I joked to you before we hit record that oftentimes I have conversations with people my age and we talk about, and they talk about, and speakers at, at some of my executive groups will talk about, well, the next generation, the Gen Z's and the Gen Y's, and they're thinking this and they're doing that. So talk to me a little bit about you more specifically, because obviously that's your, that's your expertise is what you feel, but with your peers and the individuals, when you look forward to your careers and to technology and to how rapidly the world seems to be changing for all of us, uh, give me a little bit of like, what do 16 and 17 year olds sit around and talk about in relation to what am I going to do or career or I want to do this or I want to start a business? Talk to me a little bit about what's going on in that conversation. 
Um, generally, a lot of people I know want to go into the corporate world or they want to go into trades. Generally, it's STEM. A okay. lot of people do want to do STEM. I have not heard a lot of people that are like, yes, I totally want to do business 100%. It's mostly math and science based. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And is that more because of the way math and science, I've always, certain careers have a path where you're like, I want to get into business. There's no direct necessarily a path there. There's so many, like that's a broad, broad statement. No different than saying math and science. But if I want to be an engineer, there's a path. I want to be an accountant, there's a path. I want to be a lawyer, there's a path. Very clear. I want to be in business while I do a bunch of general business classes. And do you find in school, sometimes it's more it's more abstract just because it's maybe not as clear? I'm just putting my own thoughts on it. So curious what your thoughts are. Um, in terms of business, it yeah. is a little bit more extra abstract, like because right because no matter what what where you are in the corporate world, from what I've heard, is that you always need somebody to deal with your numbers, to deal with your sales, whatever you're in. There's always going to be somebody in business, right? Right. And like you said, math and science is a bit more of a clear path, but it's also in university you got like ten, twenty options for what specifically you want to do. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, no. Um, how how overwhelmed like what do you want to be when you grow up like it's a question it's cliche it gets asked a million times at 16 i look back and i wanted to be a pilot that was my career that's what i was doing i did sciences because a pilot with a science degree would be a better pilot so i didn't take any business courses because that wasn't my path and but that was something when you told people when you were 15 or i got my pilot's license when my first pilot's license when i was 16 you tell people you want to be a pilot everyone's like oh good nice good career like it's almost like you get a pat on the back because it's recognized so for you and for your peers, what kind of pressure is there around choosing? What Tate, what do you want to be? I'm not asking you, but I'm assuming you get asked that on a regular basis when you're at a time in your life when you've only had so many experiences. And uh, that is definitely true. I, I will address your question, though. I do want to go into business myself. And I okay, understand right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I understand that's not a clear path, but I find I can talk with people. That's something I can do. I'm not the strongest in math or science, but I can work with people. But for um, in terms of the, um, can you just repeat the question you said earlier? Sure. I'm Thinking about your, your, your peers and yeah. the amount of pressure that's put on when you're 16, 17, maybe 15, yeah. maybe 18, the what yeah. you want to be when you grow up and the challenge around being in an environment where you're, you're one year away from graduating. So that question of where do you want to go and what university do you want to attend? Do you want to attend? Do you want to pursue trades? I'm just kind of curious, maybe the psychology around you know, it's a big question with a lot of pressure to be answered with not always, and maybe also there's the benefit of something like JA where you get more exposure to give you better, you know, be better prepared to answer the question and make the choices you need to make as your, as your life unfolds. Yeah. Um, the pressure is quite high. Not going to lie. I mean, just looking, <laughs> just looking around, you're like, wow, okay, this guy is like in 30 AP in their grade 11. You're like, Ugh. and this is for like Ken and bio. So you're just, you're looking at yourself and you're really wondering, okay, well, they clearly know what they want to do. So what do I want to do? How do I get ahead of the game? How do I give myself an advantage, right? So how, how, how do you? And again, the obvious answer is uh, join things like Junior Achievement, but yeah. I'm assuming it's also trying to get out there and expose yourself to different opportunities. But also, I love the networking part of what you said, because business is all about who you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, there's... Junior achievement's my path. You gotta, you gotta remember that, and yep. um, and Model UN's also my path. But that doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. I strongly recommend to any anybody who's my age watching, whether you're you're young adults or you're sixteen, fifteen, whatever, is um, do do everything you possibly can, right? Like do absolutely everything you possibly can. Sports, like 
sports, gin achievement, whatever that might be for you, just do it. You get to learn. You get to learn a lot. You get to realize, okay, what do I like? What do I don't like? And that gives you that gives you a bit of a leg up, kind of like what I said. And you actually have an idea, like, okay, well, I know I don't want to do healthcare, for example, whatever that might be. And it really nar- and it narrows down your options a little bit. Like, okay, what do I actually want to do? And I think that's really helpful. I'm curious, and this, I had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday, and he, you know, was going to be in was going to be in medical, was going to be a doctor, and then pursued that, and then engineering pursued that, didn't like it. And it's funny chatting with him now. And he runs a large development company, and they have very purpose driven um, on affordable housing. And he found his career by trying. Oh, it was almost more about what finding out what he didn't want to do versus what he did want to do. And I just really appreciate because that's a different framework, right? Of like, well, what do you want to do? It's like, well, I don't. I need to find out what I maybe don't want to do first. So when you're, you know, having dialogue with your teachers or with your peers, is that ever part of the conversation? Of like, sure, try a bunch of things, and guess what? Ten out of like nine out of ten, you probably are not going to want to do, and that's okay. Uh, versus the one answer of the one thing that I do want to do. It's just I really appreciated everything in his journey was learning what he didn't want to finally get to where he was actually passionate. <laughs> And that's very true. In all honesty, it varies the person to person. If they're in a rush, like, oh, you know, uh, what do you want to, what do you want to do when you grow up? Or if they really do care, they, they will ask, like, what do you not want to do? Just to narrow that down a little bit. <laughs> very cool. So what? So what? What's on? What, what have you discovered? You know, even in your last couple of years of uh, that's not on the list. I know you already said you already said business, but I'm just always curious how you got to that journey of because business is also broad. We're going to get into what type of business and why and what attracts you to the business world. Um. Okay, I'll give you a bit of a bit of a roundabout story here. Um, it was actually I spent a lot of the beginning of my life, like before high school, doing sports. So hockey was my big thing. I did that for almost ten years. But what really kind of pushed me to explore other things was COVID. Interestingly enough, hmm. so when I was coming back from COVID, it was my first year of high school, and it was like almost completely like, yes, we can actually do stuff again. Um, some ambassadors cycled through to one of our classes. I was in a, I'm in a, in a, in a few AP classes. They basically said, you know, there's this really great opportunity, junior team. And so check that out. So I did. And that was like, wow, okay, this is really fun. And even, even when I was in middle school, I already had an idea like, okay, I know I'm good at speaking. Cause I was the guy who was like, because I was, <laughs> people would be like, yeah, no, I, I really don't want to present, but I'd be the one stepping up like, yes, I love <laughs> nice. to present. Put me up you're, there. You're a man after my own heart, Tate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the willingness to put yourself out there, I do, I, I do appreciate that. And, and so what, and what was it about COVID that had such the impact? Um, like, a, well, hockey was done for a good, a good oh, while. So right, I, yeah, so I was right. kind of sitting around during COVID. You, like, had some, okay. you had some time to think. <laughs> yeah, I had some time to think, right? I, yeah, I was always running around. I was always doing sports, right? So I didn't have a whole lot of time to just think and like, wait a second, can I do any other extracurriculars? Like, what does that look like? But like I said, after COVID, I was like, you know, maybe I don't want to do hockey anymore. So I started exploring my options. I found Model UN, I found Junior Achievement, and I found all these really great opportunities. Sorry, what's, so, the, what's the second one? What's Model UN? Oh, Model United Nations. So yep. um, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the UN. So I, I am, I am, but yeah, not, yeah. but not, not this specific program. That's why you caught me. I was like, oh, let's. I never like <laughs> to skim over and assume. So what, what's that all about? Mm. Yeah. So uh, Junior. Okay. Um, Model United Nations is where basically you run, 
you run a conference with another school, usually it's another school, and you run it as the United Nations would. So that's all the voting procedures, that's caucuses, that's writing, that's writing papers, that's everything. You're doing absolutely everything. And it's a really neat experience because you get to see diplomacy at work, but not only diplomacy, but just the laws of power, so to say. You get to see, okay, who dominates the conversation? Why are they dominating the conversation? And just being able to see that firsthand where it doesn't matter a whole lot is really, really cool. What was your biggest takeaway? What 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 surprised you the most in in, in that environment? Because those are some those are some very complex topics that sometimes even as adults uh, that have been around. I only say adults because we just have more time. Doesn't mean anything beyond that. We've just been around longer. Those are complex topics that are often more way more nuanced than they might appear at the surface level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one of the most surprising things was. Um, how the loudest person in the room is generally the one that gets the award, right? You could talk, <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> you, you, the, the, you, the extroverts are all, like, raising their hands, cheering right now as you said that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly it. But the thing is, is that there are a lot of individuals in the same room who have some really great ideas, but they might be usurped by the loudest person in the room, right? Like, you can see that dynamic, and it's really, like I said, it doesn't, really really matter so being able to see that is is kind of neat but just seeing seeing it appreciating it so for yourself when you think about you know obviously as as an ambassador you're in a leadership role how do you make sure that the people in the room that maybe aren't as comfortable and i don't want to be as 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 oversimplified as introverts and extroverts but some people (laughs) are going to be the louder people in the room that would be me as well i'm often the louder the louder person in the room doesn't mean i have the best ideas it's just the ones that maybe get said the loudest how do you as a leader how do you draw a balance and make sure you create space for the individuals that are maybe in your room that aren't as comfortable but have the great ideas any thoughts any any, how have you experimented with that Mm. Um, actually, I was uh, the, just this year. I was the president of my junior achievement company, so I actually got to work around, work, work with that, and get to apply it as I saw fit. Right? I'm the president. I kind of get to do as I <laughs> decide as I please. <laughs> you get right? to you get to try so, out some of your own ideas. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So what I would do is, um, I in in the first few day in the first few weeks really of junior achievement, I was with a fairly quiet group, but. And I was, I was the loudest person in the room. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to dance around that. I was the loudest person in the room. Um, Tate, I appreciate so, your self-awareness, buddy. <laughs> so I was elected president, and I looked around. I'm like, okay, I need to get people involved. So what, what I ended up doing was uh, for all the major decisions that the company made, I would always like, okay, guys, I'd sit everybody down and be like, okay, I, I want to hear what you guys think about this. What do you guys think? And usually I'd point it just at every single person in the room and ask, what is your stance on this? And they might say, oh, you know, I don't know. But that's okay. At least I address them. Because some of the some of the quietest people in the room had the best ideas. And I applied them and they were relatively successful. Mm-hmm. So just being able to ask and to care is a really important factor, I think. <laughs> yeah, some, some might say it's the most important factor. Hey, yeah. what, 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 what was your company? I know you said you like, through your achievement, you got to spin up and do everything to build your own company. What was your what was your company? Yeah, so we were Comfy Crafts. That's what we were called. I think the Instagram's taken down, so you can't... You, uh, okay, you can't I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was going to Google it. I was going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, you can't quite check it out now. But uh, we made crafts in a box, which was pretty cool. We came, It went came with instructions, everything you could possibly need. And that was the premise of our company. Oh, was it? Yeah. Like, was it a subscription-based program? Like every month, I would get a fresh craft box, and I could do these activities with my friends and family, that kind of thing. 
Uh, that was the idea originally, but uh, yeah, plans change. <laughs> uh, they, yes, they do. They're yeah, actually, yeah. Business, business, the best, the best, best laid plans. And yeah. so your plan, you, you had your business model, you were going forward with it, and then things had to change. Was that because the customer didn't respond? You got feedback. What what drove some of those changes? Because sometimes sometimes we fall in love with our own idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Just just where we were in the year. We we start selling late. I'll be open about that. We did okay. start selling late. So just realizing, wait a second, okay, we don't have a whole lot of time before the end of the year. So we had to shift gears. But that was the best decision at the time. It's like, yeah, okay, this subscription-based service, service will not work. We need to sell it on a per basis, if, if that makes yep, sense. Yep, I do, I do, yeah. And yeah. was it because you guys had cash flow pressure to support inventory and to run the business or simply there was just a natural deadline that was imposed as part of the program. Cause this is business, right? Everything changes, yeah, yeah. deadlines change. So I, I think it sounds like you had a very realistic experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was a bit of, it was admittedly mostly deadline. I remember I was in a model UN meeting and uh, one of my buddies, he came up to me like, yeah, Tate, we have a month left. I, I froze for a second and like, what a month he's like yeah a month and so so then i went home that day and i just was just cranking out emails just like okay we need to we need to go a little bit faster so it was it was it was it was the deadline definitely definitely had a part in that yeah. I, f- I find deadlines are very motivating for all for for, for, <laughs> for anyone from any level so thinking yeah. about you now as the individual who's going to be, you know, you're going on through university, you're going to be graduating in a few years in the future. When you start thinking about where you want to, and, and let's, let's, we'll park two, we'll park two paths. There's the entrepreneur path where you do your own thing. And then there's like, I want to go get a job. So let's talk a little bit about that for anybody who's listening, that's thinking about hiring new staff, young staff. And this is the conversations I am as well. The, these staff, they don't care about this and oh, they're different than the other staff. What do you, even at this point in your career, when you start looking out to organizations that you might want to work for three to five years from now, what are some of the factors or the things that are on your radar that you're going to look for in a place to work in a place to give your energy, your time, your, your smarts and your, and your, and your passion? Um, for me personally, I very much like being acknowledged. So I want to be acknowledged for my work. You're talking about just more workplace culture, what I'm looking for in a business, correct? Very just, much. Just like what's going to, you yeah. know, you've got three amazing interviews and one stands out. You're like, that's the place I want to go. I'm curious of the, the characteristics that you look for in that company. Um, I look for good benefits. That's a good place to start. Um, <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> reputation. If the com- if the reputation of the company is good, if I know some of the people there and I'm like, okay, these are good people. That's also another good place to start. I'm more of a people person. Okay. So that's me personally. If the, if the, if the corporate culture is not like, I cannot walk in every day with a smile on my face. Like, yes. Okay. I'm all right. I'm, I'm happy with my decision. Then that's, that's a bit of a deal breaker for me, I think. Okay. When you say reputation for an organization, is it just like you use the word good people? And is yeah. it that they have a strong ESG presence? Is it that they give back directly to their community and you go, yeah, we work and live here and we also support this, uh, we support junior achievement. Let's just pick that as an example. Are they very community and like mission purpose minded? Or also they have a good reputation for just solving amazing problems in the world and doing really innovative, cool technologies and there's so many, you know, good can mean so many different things. And right now, obviously, ESG and purpose and, we're, you know, we're literally companies that are saving the world tend to get really good media right now and tend to get really good PR. Is that something that you're looking for or is it deeper than that? Um, 
Well, kind of like you said, community involvement is really important. If yeah. if I don't see you out and about being involved with the people who you are working for, your employees, then I'm not. I'm a little bit hesitant because I do appreciate people who go out of their way to make their employees' lives better, or the people around them better, or their communities better, their cities, their countries, whatever that might be. I really appreciate that. I think that. You, as a successful company, should be sharing and cooperating with other people to make people's situations better. I, yeah, that's more what that's more what I meant. No, I I, I appreciate the clarity because you're right. It can mean it can mean a lot of things. Talk to me a little bit about you know on, along the same vein, are you as a consumer now because you're getting to a point in your life where probably starting to buy stuff and there's brands that you really like or artists or people that you aspire to want to you know learn more from or engage with is that the same filter you use as a consumer because it feels like it could be very similar to me i'm just just just, as a marketer i'm always doing i'm doing a little market research right now with with you the 16 year old consumer (laughs) uh yeah that's a that's a fair question admittedly i don't spend as much time researching those kinds of things as i should generally it's a matter of convenience like okay if you're if you're an all right company i'm like perfect that's fine (laughs) i appreciate your honesty (laughs) yeah so admittedly i don't i don't do all the research all the time but when i can i i I definitely have my favorites right okay yep yep i lean generally towards those and the brands and the brands that you consume or that you you know would wear on your shirt or you know use as in your sporting event are, are those typically do, do those brands and you're right we I really appreciate your honesty of like we all say there's what we would say we would why we buy on a survey and there's what we all do when we're busy in day to day life just distracts us but for some of the brands that you really latch onto is it because that it sounds like that reputation of being that you know uh, active participant and playing well in your community that sounds like a driving force for you. Mm. Yeah. It's also a matter of quality and product. I think that goes with everything. But Mizuno is an excellent example. Probably the finest shoes. Um, in my, I'm, not, I'm not advertising for Mizuno. <laughs> you don't, you, don't, you don't, you don't, don't get that twisted. Don't get that twisted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that, that's a great example. You, because once you try a re- really good quality product, and you're generally more sometimes better. Right? Sometimes better yeah. is just better, right? It's yeah. like that was, yeah. that was really good. Would you say in your peers and your, your friend groups, would you say that's kind of the same? Is that a universal? Because again, people love to lump certain generations into categories. Oh, you're in this category, so therefore these are all the things that you find important. <laughs> So do you mean in terms of quality or just do you mean in terms of consumer thinking? Consumer, you, consumer thinking. Mm. Consumer thinking. Uh, generally, yeah, it's a matter of convenience, right? We got extracurriculars where we got school to deal with, right? Some people got university to deal with. They got 10 other things on their plate. And generally, they just hit the nearest Timmy's because that's the, nearest, <laughs> that's the easiest thing. Because right? it's easy and convenient. No, I, I, yeah. I, I, really, I, really, I really appreciate that. Um, you're moving forward. You're in your, you're in your last year and you're starting to think about, okay, well, like I'm in my last year. Are, are you, how long can you be in, can you be in juvenile treatment for as long as you want? Um, um, do you like mean within reason, thought? like, are, will you still, <clears throat> will you continue in junior achievement all the way until you graduate? Um, graduate high school. You yeah. Mean? yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. No question. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're in the president, you're in the president role, uh, March, 2023. I'm looking at yours. Are you still in the president role or is that, or is this that, how long of, how long is your tenure as president? Mm. Uh, you mean how long was my reign as president? Yes, your reign. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, reign is reign such, is- that's such a, that is such a big word. <laughs> your, 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 uh, your reign of presidency. Yes. <laughs> that was around six months, I believe. So we started in October and then we went all the way to March. So we went on for a good while. And that's not including, like, like I said, I had, we had to go through elections. We had to go through a few other things. So it was about three weeks in when I actually 
um, took, took, took on that role. Okay. Yeah. So, and you moved from president to more than student ambassador and then will student ambassador be the role you kind of stick with until you graduate? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that being able to practice and also advertise for junior achievements, just a great opportunity, right? Like just mm-hmm. being able to hone in my presentation skills, know what works, know, know what doesn't. I think that's really amazing. And also I get to work for junior achievements. So that's pretty solid. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the networking and the, the you know, and the, and, networking yeah, and the events. And the, I know you yeah. got a black tie gala coming in the fall for the, oh, uh, yeah. the business hall of fame awards that's happening in October, which I think you and I might be on stage together again, if I, yeah. <laughs> depending on how that all unfolds. So uh, advice, words of wisdom thinking that you can share from your perspective you know as you and your peers move on to soon to move on to that next kind of iteration away from high school into like where where the path starts to diverge a little bit it could be university could be college could be trades there's a variety of different paths high school kind of keeps everybody in a in a similar grouping and then it really escalates after that thoughts fears advice um in terms of advice one of the one of the neatest things that i found just at my age of 16 year olds is if you ask for advice generally people are willing to give it especially at your age right so um i've heard a lot of great advice over the years just from just asking out of curiosity so for anyone out there just ask young adults like ask (laughs) people are willing to share at this age right and uh for and yeah, advice. And for companies, stay open, right? Everybody has something to offer. Just keep an eye out for what that might be, right? Mm, good yeah. advice. Do you find a lot of your peers, and I've heard this before, so I'm kind of building off where uh, individuals like yourself, the ones that will reach out and almost get ahead of their 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 place in the, in the universe, like, oh, I'm in school. Why would I reach out to a CEO of a company? But the ones that do find jobs easier, network faster, get more of a clarity. But I've heard that there's often a lot of reluctance just because it's not always encouraged to do that or the teachers aren't pushing that to happen. But anyone I know who's done well in their career, oftentimes they were like you, they were maybe more the outlier in terms of getting out there and just literally calling up anybody because you're right 90 percent of the time they'll they're happy to chat <laughs> yeah and that's exactly it right and that's another thing be brave right like be mm. be ballsy at this age. <laughs> <laughs> be brave what, if, yeah. what, what what have you got to lose of all i'll put well let's ask this what's the worst thing that's ever happened when you reached out did like i doubt i doubt it was even that bad but in our mind we create these stories of what could happen but i doubt anything bad really ever does happen does it <laughs> uh the thing is, is i don't have a bad story about about reaching out that's the thing um everybody i've reached out to has been like yeah no i'm totally totally happy to chat with you i've gone to chat with a few very successful people in in my time i say in my time like i'm like i'm a hell of a lot older but i'm not (laughs) um but i've yeah i've never heard a no or i've never heard a oh you know i'll get back to that but they never talk to me again like it's Nothing like that. Like I said, a lot of people are willing to share. That's amazing. What's your strategy? Like, and again, now we're going to get really practical because we've got some of your fellow students that are maybe listening to this and they want to learn. Like, do you send an email? Do you call? Do you just say, Hey, uh, this is who I am. I'm looking for advice. Like, what's your brass tacks? Like, how does, like, what's, what, what's your go to uh, strategy for getting conversations like that going? Um, it kind of goes back. Be involved with the things around you, junior team and whatever that might be, because all the people that I have talked to, it was never really through an email, it was through a mutual connection. Or maybe you have a cabin out in BC and I met you there. You happen to be a neighbor with my grandparents. Like that that that's an example. That is my example. And it's mostly in person. Generally you'll get a bit because then it's a conversation. Then you can ask, like, oh, okay, so for example, you're talking about university and you're like, oh, you know, I want to do this, whatever that might be. It's a lot easier to do in person than it is to do over an email, right? 
Do you find there's a tendency for people to shy away from those in-person conversations? And again, overgeneralization, people don't want to pick up the phone. They just want to send a text. They want to send an email. But hearing you talk, and I agree with you, <laughs> you can be talking about something unrelated and it can turn into a beneficial conversation or a, oh, you know who I can introduce you to? And But those things often happen. Sometimes, they're like you said, they're not planned, but it's because you put yourself in the situation. Yeah, and uh, that's... Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Um, yeah, just being in being in that situation can make it makes a huge difference, really. And even if you're just and another piece of advice I think is just universally important is be polite, right? <laughs> People are much more willing to talk to you if you are like uh, courteous, if you're kind, right? So that's also a pretty important piece of advice, I think. I think that's a fantastic piece of advice and often uh, often overlooked for some magic secret strategy. It's like, just be friendly and reach out and have good conversations with people and be curious about them and ask them what they're into because they'll always tell you. I've built a whole series of podcasts on just asking people about their lives. This actually works great every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, love it. Any... Uh, Tate, I love your willingness to just have an open dialogue about this and, and just how much candor you have around your own journey. And, you know, you are wise, you are old for your years. I'm sure I'm not the first person who's told you that, but you've also put yourself in situations where you surround yourself with people from all different walks and different ages. And like that room that you and I are in, you were probably the youngest and the oldest was maybe 90. Like it was a pretty broad yeah. spectrum of people in that room that you were, that you got a lot of exposure to. So I really, I give you kudos, kudos for that. Um, any advice you'd go back and give yourself? And you're very young, so this is a funny question to ask. <laughs> but even if you look back to a year ago or maybe before you got into junior achievement, uh, anything that you now have realized, you're like, oh, wow, you know, like the sooner I could know that, or this is more for anyone who's listening, but, you know, a little bit, what advice would you give to your younger self around, around this journey you're on? Um, I, even though I'm in like two different things, I'm an executive role for two different things now, um, I find that I was not all that involved enough, right? When I when I was in middle school, I was just kind of la-di-da-di-da, I'm kind of <laughs> going about my day. So I think just looking to the future a little bit more, realizing, wow, okay, I have a lot of opportunities around me, right? Take advantage of that. I don't think I realize that. So that's the advice I would give. Just keep your eyes open, right? There are so many amazing things that you could be trying and figure out a lot earlier on that you like or you don't like, right? I, I love it that that both are equally valuable, almost more so. The what, the list of what I don't like to do is way longer than the list of things I like to do, and that's okay. It's because I tried them and and and, and learned. Uh, Tate, I'm really really impressed. And again, first time we met, we really enjoyed meeting you. Was excited to have you on just to have exactly the conversation that we had today. Um, what's it? If someone wants to get a hold of you, do you have a preferred form of communication? If it's, if it's a fellow student or someone that just hears this and and maybe is inspired and is looking for a summer intern that could come in and help in their organization. I don't know. The world's the world is open to opportunities. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I prefer I I'm okay with LinkedIn, but personally I prefer email. So okay. um, if maybe we could link that in the podcast. Absolutely, somewhere. we can. No Just problem. Yeah. yeah my, my, my 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 pleasure. I like to. Uh, there's so many ways to get a hold of people, but we all have our preferences. <laughs> yes. And it's interesting. So email's not dead, is what you're telling me. That's still a, that's still a tool. And you're not you're not thinking email's dead. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And as a marketer, the uh, the 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 channel that matters is the channel your customer cares about. Then it's the right channel. Doesn't doesn't matter what you may think about digital versus print versus uh, versus good old fashioned email. Uh, Tate, yeah. really enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for coming on. Uh, any any last words or any any parting thoughts you want to throw out there? Um, care. That's that's the that's the one word I can give anybody who's listening is 
Caring is probably your most valuable asset. If you listen to that, because everybody has something to say, right? Absolutely everybody has something to say. And I think that if you listen to everybody, I think that that definitely opens up and gives you more interpretation, if, if that makes sense. So caring, I think, is, is my last piece of advice, my last. My rap, my my closing statement. <laughs> that might be that might be the best mic drop moment we've had on the podcast in a while. Caring, <laughs> I'm gonna get you a T-shirt that says "Caring" on it. That's awesome. I I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. A little caring, a little gratitude opens a lot of doors, man. It opens a lot of oh, doors. Yeah. Dave, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time this morning, and uh, I have a feeling you and I will be crossing paths again, probably probably even in the fall. So I, I very much look forward to it. I look forward to that as well. Thank you. 